0: As parents, we need to be more involved in the educational process of our children. Welcome to Chalk Talk with your host, Eric Hamilton. The three pillars of Eric's approach to parent engagement are academics, accountability, and advocacy, which empower parents to better support success at the child, school, and system level. And now, here is Eric Hamilton.
1: Hello, listeners in America and listeners around the world. My name is Eric Hamilton, and tonight I am talking chalk talk. I'm talking all educational talk. Tonight, I will talk about the wonderful work and the challenging dynamics that parents face in the world of education. Um, As I conclude my Chalk Talk series, I reflect upon the many topics that I've had a chance to talk about. And I reflect in ways that make me happy uh, and to celebrate the successes of what Chalk Talk has been about. Um, As I get ready to conclude tonight's show... I think it's important for those listeners who've had an opportunity to be a part of this journey. This journey started out as an idea um, from one of the leading experts in the field of parent engagement and attending a conference in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, I had a chance to see all of these Wonderful people who came from across the country who gathered to talk about ways that they could engage parents uh, more effectively. And many school systems around the country are, uh, would say their number one challenge is how do we get parents involved? What, what do we do? How can we bring the conversation to parents? And I was struck with the lack of technology uh, that many of the, infa- uh, the speakers talked about. So I got the idea of how do we use the, the power of the Internet um, in order to connect with people? And the idea was born. Chalk Talk. Using the power of Internet, using the ability to go back in time and to listen to shows having the ability to, pr- to promote a show where parents can accessibly go to it, download it, and go back. Uh, that was my vision. That is my dream. That is what I think the future of parent engagement is going to be about. Um, for new listeners, if you have the opportunity to go online to voiceamerica.com, uh, go to the Empowerment Channel, you'll have a chance to hear all of my shows. And at some point in time, Uh, which seems hard to believe that now I now will have approximately 26 shows, which is absolutely incredible. 26 shows that deal with a variety of topics. Specifically designed to help you, the parent. So as I conclude with my series, I wanted to give a little bit of time to reflect upon some of the highlights, some of the things that, that I've had a chance to accomplish on this show and how you as a parent will be able to use this. As long as there is a, a, a Internet site, as long as their ability to go back, the information that I've talked about will not stop. <clears throat> Excuse me. It will not stop. Uh, that is the beauty of Chalk Talk. Talk. Uh, the beauty is is that it's always there. We've talked about many issues. We've talked about Common Core. We've talked about how to address um, teacher-parent conferences. We've talked about uh, the, the politics, the political side of, of education and looking at the Trump administration and looking at his pick for the Department of Ed a leading position, by the way, leading position in the Department of Ed Secretary of Education. So we've had a chance to talk about a lot of different topics on this show, which after this show is concluded, the record will be there. The content will be there. It will always have a, a chance for you. Uh, if you are a listener of this show and if you have gotten something out of it, please tell a friend, uh, because it's important in order to keep this going. Um, I've had many, many conversations with individuals. Uh, I call them professionals, people who do this for a living. Uh, I look at the Sean Hannity's of the world. I look at the Rush Limbaugh's of the world. I look at all of these big time uh, radio people who make millions millions of dollars talking about political talk, trying to get you, the listener, riled up. And I sometimes wonder, is education that one topic that affects everyone, but it doesn't simply have that mass appeal that, say, a political story? As I prepare for my shows, I often wonder, what are other people interested in? How is it possible that a guy with a microphone in front of the computer could ever possibly compete to the media and what's going on in our society today? And sometimes I feel overwhelmed by uh, the, the struggles in order to, to put together a show that I think is a quality show. I think it's something that um, you won't find anywhere else. Um, and I simply wonder, will it simply be drowned out by the, the mass of, of noise that we have in our society? The things that compete with people's ideas. I, I wonder about that. However... What always seems to bring me back is to know that this is out here and that someday someone somewhere will come across this site and someone will click on to Voice America and someone will will click on to some of these shows and they will listen. And they will take that information and they will begin to reflect upon how they can best support their child. So it's really, really important. Uh, to reflect upon the successes of this show. Now, the challenging part in America today and probably across the world, we tend to measure things. We tend to measure things in terms of profit- profitability. How profitable is it? How many million listeners do you have? How many sponsors do you have? Those are, are bars for success, which I completely understand because, ladies and gentlemen, despite my good efforts, There is a business to radio. There is a business to it. And despite the business side of it, at the end, once it's all done, the product is still there. The content is still there. The challenge of education will not go anywhere, regardless of who is elected into office. It will still be there. So as long as we have the political nature of education, as long as we have Individuals who are running public school systems, independent schools, private schools, charter schools, who have these interests either out of greed or simply incompetence, there's always going to be some challenges in the school system. And at the end of those challenges, you, the parent, you're left trying to figure out what to do. That's going to be a constant regardless of what's going on. You're going to be left with that challenge. So Chalk Talk will be that source in order for you to figure out what I should do. It's important. It's totally, totally important to be able to realize that. So as I reflect on this show, I think about, as I've shared many, many times, one of the other um, motivations for this show was a a cab uh, driver. And a cab driver, as I've shared, shared several times, talked about their challenge of being a grandmother of a a 13-year-old a uh, uh, teenager. And how challenging it was and how overwhelming it was in order for a parent, uh, a grandparent, you know, to be able to take over these kinds of responsibilities. Working two jobs, um, Walmart by day. Cab driving by night. And I thought about that parent. And that parent, that grandparent now represents the tip of the iceberg. It represents the tip of the iceberg. And I think about often what type of um, lives are individuals living? What are some of the challenges that we go through? And I thought about it and I said, you know, parents today. Modern parents today, and I'm in that group, we face parenting challenges like the world has never seen before. At no point in time in history have parents ever had to patrol and police the Internet as we do today. At no point in time have we ever had to monitor and have conversations around appropriate social media sites. This is a new phenomenon, and in all of the struggles that we go through as parents, we're still hoping and counting on our public schools, our charter schools, our independent schools to be there and to produce quality return, to produce competent students, to produce teachers that are responsible, teachers that are focused on doing their job. So parents today, if you're listening, we have a very difficult job. We have a, a extraordinarily challenging job. And how do we constantly stay on top of the many, many things that we have to do? Um, I share a story of my father who, who talked about um, driving cross-country back uh, in the 1970s. And he would he was, of course, in the Air Force, and he would periodically have to relocate, which was a challenge uh, for my entire family. And he talked about how during those days, um, kids didn't have car seats. You know, kids were just kind of out crawling around in a car, and seat belts weren't the fashionable thing or the mandatory thing that we have today. And I often think about just the difficult tasks. That we have today in terms of how do we figure out how to navigate these many, many potholes, these many, many challenges that we have. We have a lot of challenges. After Chalk Talk is done, we will clearly see that this particular show did a phenomenal job in raising the consciousness level of parents, educating parents. Reaching parents who simply may not have the time to be there. They say that a little knowledge is is dangerous. And I hope that individuals will take the time to download a show, uh, go on the website, do your own independent research around how best suited that you can be for your child. If you are the parent of a special needs child, you are incredibly overwhelmed by society today. If you have a special needs child, it is almost critically important for you to develop a positive relationship, as I've always talked about on this show, with those individuals inside your building who have the ability to make a huge difference in your child's development. I can't talk enough about that. Why? Because I see the results of individuals who don't who can't, who often missed and uh, are not able to do these things. So it is critically important for you to reflect on the successes that you've had, your ability to show up to those IEP meetings, your ability to follow back up with teachers to make sure that they are doing their part and that they're not phoning in their performance, which is quite easy to do, by the way, quite easy to do. So parents today, it is critically important that we take not only my resources that I offer, but other resources, other people, other people who have developed uh, relationships inside the schools. It's important to reach out to parent activist groups. It's important to be able to attend PTA meetings. It's important to participate in so many levels Really, really important that you continue on with this effort. Despite Chalk Talk um, uh, not reaching the masses of people that I would like for it to do, I'm very proud of the work that's been done. I'm very proud of how this show has evolved. Uh, This was the first time that I actually took on political issues. Uh, I took on uh, many of the topics that I know that you talk about. But I gave it to you from a different perspective. So as we conclude, I want to share a couple of emails that I have received from some individuals who have talked about the show. I also want to talk about other individuals that I highly recommend you go and read, check out their books, check out their websites, because... Uh, It's important to keep this conversation going. It's critically important to keep this conversation going. So I'm going to pause for my first break for the evening. And when I come back, I have a couple of names and individuals and a couple of words I want to leave you with that I've been really saving for this particular show in order to get you uh, thinking And get you planning as to what will be your next step and some critical information. So, I want to hang tight for my next break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, names you should know in the field of education.
0: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's time to eradicate barriers that are holding you back in your relationships and your life How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. That's eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. Now back to the program.
1: Hello America and listeners around the world, this is Eric Hamilton and tonight we are talking about the conclusion of the series called Chalk Talk. And Chalk Talk was designed in order to empower you, the parent, to give you education about the field of education, uh, to give you a voice, to give you direction, um, to give you a sense of direction. It is my personal belief that there is a space for this particular topic. Uh, The great people at Voice America have given me an opportunity in order to push this message forward around why it is so critically important for parents to be, uh, to take an active role, an active role. Active means a, not a passive, but a, a position in the development of their child's education, um, there's a lot of research that supports this idea of parent engagement. So my idea was to use the wonderful power of the Internet in order to create a medium that will allow people to exchange ideas. Uh, I received an email a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to save it uh, for tonight's show. Uh, email from a young lady by the name of Sharon M., who sent uh, hi, Eric, love the show um, think you're doing a great job. Thank you, Sharon. Wants to know how do I talk to my senior about college? And that is a great question. Um, I want to talk briefly about this particular topic because this is, has kind of come up and again, thank you Sharon for your email. It's difficult to have a what I would call a neutral conversation about college. I think most parents would agree that college is a major, major building block. It's a major um, time in a person's life. I, I can't speak enough about my time at my university, uh, Go Dogs, uh, which I want to talk about more tonight. Um, but What happens, what I've noticed with parents, parents tend to be very biased in their conversations. Um, I've had several chances to talk to kids. So the kids are always telling me, you know, I really want to go to this particular university, but my parents really want me to go to this university. And they're putting a lot of pressure on me. And even the administrators, even people in the schools, uh, people are who feel passionate, as I do, about your university, you want your students to also experience the same kinds of enthusiasm. So oftentimes, what I have learned, Sharon, is that the best way to have a conversation is you have to remove your own personal bias. First, you have to identify your bias. I know that when I'm talking to my daughter about college, I want her to go a university, I want her to have a similar experience that I had. Would it warm my heart tremendously if my daughter were to come home and say, Dad, I want to be a bulldog? Oh, it would be incredible. It would be so incredible for her to say she wants to go to the University of Georgia. That would be an incredible thrill for me. However, In reality, as I come back to reality, I know that that's probably not going to happen. Because as a parent, I know that eventually my child will have to do something on their own, which is called thinking and making choices for themselves and making decisions for themselves. So, Sharon, I would advise you to talk about why college is important, what you learn from college. Some of your personal challenges, try to figure out what your uh, son wants to do career wise. I think all those things are appropriate where we as parents get ourselves in trouble is when we evoke our own personal bias into the conversation. Or when we hear that your child wants to go to a university that maybe you have personal issues with because of your college experience. That's when it becomes challenging, and and I must admit, it becomes a challenge, Um, but that's part of parenting, is to realize that it's not about you, it's about your son or daughter and about where they want to go, so I would just simply say, you know, celebrate their decision, try to promote them to make the best decision, but realize that you went to your university, you can celebrate your university, but now it's your time's uh, your 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 child's time to shine. It's their choice. It's not yours. And Sharon, also know this: I have seen administrators, I have seen guidance counselors, I have seen the professionals struggle with this. So don't beat yourself up too badly if you're not able to to do this, because it's a challenge. Uh, so thank you for that email. Want to read another email that I received uh, a while back? Uh, this is from Joe from Austin, Texas. Uh, Joe sends an email saying, hey, Eric, um, got a question for you in regards to uh, e-books versus textbooks. Which one do you prefer? Well, if you uh, and again, Joe, thanks. Thanks for that question. Um, what's going on, America, with the textbook industry? Um Right now, the textbook industry, uh, some parents in some school districts, day one, parents are giving a choice. They're given an, an option. So the teacher lines up, teacher has X amount of books. And in some systems, uh, some parents are getting a choice around, do I want a traditional textbook or do I want the ebook? The e-book is simply an electronic version of the heart-bound uh, heart copy. That's essentially what it is. Now, Joe, uh, hey, thanks for being an active dad as well, Joe. That, that's something to, to be commended for because there's, 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 the, uh, uh, there's a lot of fathers who are, who are not taking uh, their, their kids' education seriously. So, so thanks for that. I have to put that out there. Um, Joe, what you need to understand is it really boils down to your child. Um, some school systems promote this idea around annotation where in language arts, uh, they will have a marker or highlighter. So kids actually mark up the books. Uh, the teacher may instruct for them to make certain notes inside of the textbook. Which I think there is some good practices with that. Um, then you have this, I'd say, new tradition of having a ebook. So with the ebook, if you have an iPad Mini, if you have a cell phone, if you have something that is a downloadable device. You can take that information and it keeps you from having to carry around the books. Uh, Joe, there's been a lot of research that say students who walk around with these huge um, books will develop lower back problems. And we see a lot of kids. I see a lot of kids with these huge bags. Uh, Students often will lose a textbook and they're financially responsible. Uh, You cannot lose an e-book. Uh, because it's done electronically. So there are a lot of pros and cons about what you should do. I tend to be an old school individual, Joe, and I kind of like a textbook because here's why. Um, I think technology is very important, but there's something that, in my opinion, is a, a dying art, which is the ability to read a textbook. If you look at what's going on at the college level, Colleges still uses they still make use of the textbook because the textbook industry plays such a huge part. So if and when your child is accepted into a two year institution or a four year institution, it's going to be important for them to develop some good skills around the textbooks. And those are two great examples. I can't make that decision for you. Only you know what's best for your child, but that's an issue that some school systems are faced with around do you use the, the traditional book or the, the, um, the, the e-books. So again, thank you for that email. And my last email is from Linda from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Linda sends an email which reads hello Eric thanks for the shows Uh, really enjoy your show on Common Core Um, great job thank you for the work that you do question is in regards to school board meetings Uh, what should I do or say at a school board meeting in regards to what's going on in my child's school Excellent question, Linda. Um, I'll talk about that one briefly, and then I'll give you a couple of things to think about around what's going on. So, Linda poses a great question, and if you heard the promo for the show, there for the show, there is the three A's. The three A's deals with academics, which we've talked about. Accountability is how do you hold people accountable. And then the last one is the advocacy piece, which is how do you become an advocate for your school? Uh, In my way of looking at things, uh, Linda, this this is absolutely critical that parents organize, that parents target school boards. Before you can target a school board, you need to have an agenda as to what you think should be happening into the schools. Um, school boards, Linda, uh, they are very interesting political creatures. Um, if you look at a lot of school boards in America, I had a chance during my studies at Trinity Washington University uh, to do a project where we had to examine school boards and and who makes up a school board and what are some of the challenges that school boards face? And what's interesting about school boards is is rarely, and I don't know if this is by design, but rarely are the members on the school board who determine school policy, who, just, who set the tone for schools, rarely, Linda, do any of those individuals have, a, have any kind of educational background. Rarely. Most of them are people who work part time, maybe as a real estate agent, maybe as an accountant, maybe as a lawyer or perhaps maybe a parent. But oftentimes the individuals are, are, are based on popularity contests, uh, they have elections or sometimes they are appointed so to your question um, if you as a parent and I don't know what your issue is but your I think your question is is like what what should I do at a school board meeting like how how do I get involved um, on that one I would call to find out when's the next meeting find out if whoever is in charge which should be by definition the superintendent the superintendent, should have the authority to set an agenda. Uh, If the school board meeting is on a Monday, they typically will post what the agenda will be for that Monday meeting on a Friday. Find out how, what is the school's procedure to get involved on becoming an individual who has the floor for five minutes. How? What is the procedure? Because what happens is, is that if you want to go to a school board meeting and if you want to talk about you know, a particular issue, you want to talk about school lunch programs, you want to say, hey, my child's school lunches are horrible, something needs to be done. We need to get rid of the current vendor. Something needs to be done. Well, you can't just show up to a meeting and just start talking. You have to realize that school board's have a particular procedure, just like in the courtroom. There's a procedure for everything, and it's really important. So I had a chance to attend a school board meeting, and what I learned from the school board meeting is that they are often very slow. They're often very tedious. They often reflect the absolute worst in bureaucracy. Oftentimes, the school board is divided, like my former system in Atlanta. The school board was highly, highly dysfunctional uh, because it was drawn around political lines. Uh, There were individuals who wanted the spotlight. So school boards are very, very interesting organizations to be a part of. So it's really important for you, A, to find out what it is that you want to talk about, Call the school system to find out if they have posted an agenda. Try to get in on one of those meetings. A lot of them are televised on some type of an independent um, network. Learn the names of individuals. Do your research. Find out which district do they rep uh, represent. Find out as much information as you can before you simply walk in and begin to address your issue. Because what will happen is, is that you want to, as a parent, you want to be known as an individual who's doing the following. Not only are you there for your child, which I think is very important for children to see, but you're also there for your child's school. And I think that's important. I think that when we move from, hey, I don't like how my child was treated, I'm here to attack the system. I think that we need more parents, uh, as I saw uh, in a school in Atlanta, which I'll share with the brief time that I have left. I think that parents need to move from, I just want to worry about my child to I want to worry about my child's institution, my child's school, because ask any real estate individual. The best way to turn around a community, the best way to turn around Real estate values. The best way to turn around those things is to improve the school system. Improve a school in a community. And you will notice that if everyone wants to go to that school because that school has a reputation for doing incredible work, a ripple effect happens. The real estate value around that school simply goes up. So I would like to see parents move a little away from just advocating for their child, which I completely understand, to what can I do to advocate for my school? And that's why I really wanted to leave those those three emails, because as Chalk Talk concludes, now it is time for parents to take the next step and to become advocates, to become advocates, not just for your child individually but for your child's school. And when I come back from my break, you'll hear why that is so important. Because if parents are able to form small parent committees, if parents are able to do these small things, I truly believe that the ripple effect, as a story which I'm going to share, this is the ultimate in parent engagement. This is, this is when it all comes together and I never forgot forgotten this particular story so I'm going to take my final break for the evening and when I return I want to talk about the last component which is advocacy this is what the show has been leading towards to get you the parent more involved so when I come back advocacy is what we'll be talking about
0: This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters.
0: Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality, live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Empowerment Channel. are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. That's eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. Now back to the program.
1: Hello, America. I am back and I am talking about Chalk Talk. I am talking about uh, the show and how the show has evolved over um, this particular series. Uh, I had a chance to read some emails from a couple of parents and I also wanted to want to go back to something that I I should have uh, uh, shared with one of the emails in reference to how do you talk to your kids about um, college? And I I forgot to share this particular piece, and then I want to go back to the advocacy piece. Um, If you had the good fortune uh, to go to a university um, that you feel absolutely passionate about, uh, myself, um, I am extraordinarily passionate about my Georgia Bulldogs. We are currently in the midst of a Rose Bowl uh, extravaganza, and I couldn't be prouder uh than than the team right now what's interesting is is that there's a certain passion that you have if you went to a university that you feel extraordinarily passionate about one of the things i forgot to share is is that when you're talking to your child you want that passion to come out you you want to show that uh you want to find a place much like when you find an individual that you want to marry you know there's some people uh, yeah, you know, I could kind of, yeah. and then there's some people's like, I couldn't see living without this individual. So you want to find a school, a university, a college that when you have a chance to do a college tour, and I forgot to mention this, um, you want to find that experience to say, Hey, where is that one place that we had a chance? If you do have the good fortune to go visit, where's that one place that you couldn't see not going back to. You just have to go back to it. And your heart and your head are often conflicted. So I wanted to make sure that I talk about how important it is for you to manage this decision around the passion as a parent. You want to give that passion off. And and if your child knows, they they know the the university. They, they know these things, but you want to make sure that you have that conversation with them. So I wanted to, to, to clear that up. Um, back to the final piece, which is the advocacy. So it is my belief that once parents are on top of the academics, once they have mastered many of the things that we've talked about on this show, once they have gotten the third grade and the, read, the, the th- third and fourth grade reading levels down, once they have been able to overcome any kind of academic deficiencies that may creep in, Once the middle school years, the social dynamics are all worked out. Once they've jumped into high school and they're managing the transitions, they are managing the content, they're able to provoke uh, socially healthy, emotional children who are going to school, who are participating, who knows to learn about boundaries. Once you're able to do all of that incredible hard work, And you are fortunate enough to have a child that decides that they want to go on to the next level. Then it becomes less about your own personal interests in terms of your child. And then it becomes more about the work, the work that was done over the past 13 years. Now you have a school that also has reflected upon your passions. You have developed a partner. You have developed a relationship with a principal a school secretary, a librarian, now you have this incredible group of people whom you trust to do the right thing by your child. Now you have an economic interest now that suddenly, once the word in every community in America can relate to what I'm about to say? Once you have a school that's been known to do these incredible things, who partner with you, who attempt to accommodate you and your child, then that school has an impact on the community because everyone wants to go. When everyone wants to go, the houses value, the real estate market, then it begins to escalate. So here's what happens. The advocacy. uh, There have been schools in America. There was a school that I had a chance to to look at and study in Atlanta. Um, This school was supposed to be shut down. It was an older building. It was a school where the line, the demographic line, the the racial line, the socioeconomic line, it was right on an interesting line where it had this unique mix of individuals who were, I would say, a socially diverse group of individuals. It was both black and white, rich and poor. Uh, a little bit of transient population who were perhaps being relocated from other schools. This school system made a tough economic decision. That school system said, Hey, there is another school that's approximately four miles away from this school. This newer school had newer accommodations. It had the, the nice fancy whiteboards uh, it was actually closer to the highway, so it could actually assess more students. And the school system had to make a very difficult decision. And that decision was that we were going to close down uh, a particular school. And I have never seen a more active group of parents. I actually started writing about this because I began to research it, and it was in a book that I have that I have not had a chance to finish. But what do I mean by advocacy? Once the school board, Linda, once the school board made that decision that they were going to shut down the school, there was a ripple effect. There was a ripple effect with the parents. There was a ripple effect with the students. And suddenly, for some strange reason, All of the things that supposedly divide America, supposedly all the things that separate us, the the poor, the rich, black, white, those who have, those who don't have, suddenly those parents put down the differences and they began to form a coalition. And that coalition came out in Unbelievable numbers. So here's what they did. This is the power of Chalk Talk here. They formed a parent group. They began to produce mass volumes of T-shirts. Save our school. They began to pick out the best and the brightest of students. They began to schedule board meetings in order to raise the consciousness level. They begin to write a letter writing campaign. They begin to make videos. All of these things happen in an effort to, as I would say, become an advocate for your school. Because once you find a highly functioning school that's producing incredible students, that's producing happy teachers, that's producing engaging students, that's producing high economic values and property around that school, that is a force that we need in this country. That's a driving force. When you can have that power, it changes communities, it brings individuals together, and it moves the needle away from despair to hope. It is my vision that at some point in time, many of our parent groups are able to form in order to think strategically around how to save schools, how to be more active. This is the final chapter in Chalk Talk. This is that effort to say, parents, once you have done all these things for your child's school, and once your child moves out of middle school, and I know your lives are going to increase, incredibly complicated, it's critically important that we see our schools not just as a place to pick up and drop off, but to see our schools as being a thriving nerve inside of our community. And you say, Eric, how can you say that? Well, let's look at the opposite. When schools begin to decline, when parents simply look at as a pick up and drop off facility, when parents are not involved, students are not motivated and held to a higher standard. Teachers then are not held to a higher standard. Administrators are not held in to a higher standard. Then the school gets tagged. No one wants to go to that school. The students are then also feel that they don't want to go to that school. And then you have a depressed community. How many schools do you know that sounds like that. How many schools do you see in your community where if you do a simple Google search you will see two three one stars. Think about the schools in America where you do a search parents there's a ten or a nine or an eight. Everyone wants to go to that school. Everyone's trying to get into those schools. Look at the houses around those schools look at the community is there a relationship between those thriving schools and the community or is it accidental i would say it's not accidental i would say that those are the definitions and for those parents who say hey i don't have the time i don't have the time i hear that a lot i don't have the time well you may not have the time but the blueprint is there The blueprint of how to change our system is there. This particular system does not require political action committees. It does not require Congress to pass special legislative bills. It does not require political PACs. It does not require any of the things that we see and hear on TV. It does not require the millions of dollars by one Bill Gates or Warren Buffett. It does not require those things. What it requires is for parents the ability to see the school differently. It's not just a pick-up-and-drop-off spot. It's a thriving nerve in our community. And when our schools go down, our communities go down. So as I leave you, I'd like for us to think about those words, to think about, in the end, what can we do? How do we reevaluate? We reevaluated, Linda, by you taking that time to go to that board meeting, by you promoting these ideas. It changes Joe when you can show up and you can have that conversation about why you think a textbook is better. All of the parents who have the ability to make a decision, the power lies with you. It does not lie with the politician. It does not lie with the big time real estate agent. I have seen parents come together. I have seen them mobilize and do things that have completely blown away my expectation. So as we conclude with Chalk Talk, I hope that this body of work will be judged on the ability to move the needle, move the needle away from despair, mistrust to an area of hope. And I hope that you find someone or some institution out there that you can rely upon. If you don't find that particular institution, you can always come back to Chalk Talk. You can always come back, download a show, get the words that I talk about, get the individuals, get all of those things that we have made many, many references on this show. I simply leave you with this thought. Many times, many of us are sitting around waiting for someone to ride in on that white horse, someone to save the day, some cape Crusader, someone to solve our problems, when in reality, we're the ones that actually have the power to solve our own problems. like for you to think about the next time you're just disgusted with our school systems. I want you to think about that. When you are ready to give up and you're willing to say, I can't do this anymore, just remember, the power is truly inside of you. Thank you, America.
0: you again for joining us for chalk talk please join eric hamilton again next monday at 7 p.m eastern time 4 p.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel for more of everything that parents should know about school